This is episode number 72 with Lost Silver of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I am your host coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Now, this episode, if timelines are of concern, will actually be the last episode for 2015. Uh, We're going to take a one-week break on our editorial calendar just because you know, it's Christmas time, New Year's, and, and nobody's going to read our blog posts, we don't believe, and nobody's going to uh, listen to our podcast episodes. So this will be the last one for 2015, and, you know, it's it's a really, really great conversation with a new friend of mine called Loz Silver. This guy is a really, really smart guy. He's actually been sharing with me and teaching me a lot of stuff when it comes to internet marketing, buying traffic, conversion tactics, all sorts of things, webinars, you name it. So, you know, for the most part, this this episode is really more than anything, just a, a great conversation with friends where we just, you know, shoot the shit with uh, just talking about marketing and what's working out there right now, what's not working some timeless things that you can take away when it comes to doing great marketing and also a very, very interesting story of how Loss got started and his businesses. You know, he runs, you know, collectively a multi-million dollar digital marketing and consulting company and uh, he's kicking some serious goals. There's a lot to learn from him around marketing, customer acquisitions, lead nurturing, webinars, you name it. So, That's it from me, guys. I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year's. Please do take the time to leave us a review if you are enjoying the show. It helps more than you can imagine. And I'll see you in 2016. Now let's jump into the show. Loss, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, man. Um, I'm going to ask you a question I ask everyone that comes on our show. How'd you get your job? 
by not having any jobs, I guess, I started doing stuff online probably about 10, 11 years ago when I was in college. I was selling video projectors <laughs> in uh, on eBay. Yeah, wow. And that started working out, and then I just kept selling more electronics on eBay. I was selling – it got to the point where I was the largest Bose distributor in the U.S. through eBay, which technically is not the most legal thing to do. But, um, yeah, and then, then I got kicked off. I didn't know what it was. I got eBay slapped, and I didn't know what to do, so I just kept doing e-commerce and building stuff online, and, you know, here we are still doing it. Yeah, wow. So – how long ago was this? How, how old are you now, man? I am, I'm 34. I started doing stuff online by accident around 22. Yeah, okay, so 12 years. Yeah, I took a break. I started a brick and mortar business with all the electronics I had. Mm-hmm. When eBay kicked me off, I, uh, I started researching and I started a home automation company for about eight years. Ah. And then, yeah, we were doing a bunch of custom homes and stuff like that. It was going really well. But then the economy hit and we were literally, we went from doing really, really well to eating waffles and cottage cheese for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Uh, I was extremely poor, lived in a super small apartment. And uh, we went from like a three-story townhouse to like a super small apartment where no one fit. I had just had a brand new oh, my wife was pregnant and stuff. So that was about like six years ago. And then I got back online. Yeah. Okay. And, um, like how did that feel, man? Oh, it was terrible. Cause I couldn't get a job because I never had one. Cause I kind of built my own stuff and I couldn't even get a job as a waiter, man. And so I would, you know, just get in the car and try to go find stuff and, I couldn't find anything. I I would just sit there and cry before I would go home because I would feel so miserable that I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get anywhere. And like, what about savings and stuff, bro? If, if the business was doing well, like uh, what happened there, man? So I didn't know anything about anything. So I, I invested, <laughs> I invested like $75,000 into a hardware business <laughs> that that was because to me I was like I'll build a software business with all my savings and stuff like that and I and I did kind of I got completely ripped off and the way that uh the way that home automation and, and custom home building works is I do the low voltage so I will front it effectively right and then when the the custom home builder comes through like we make a ton of money from the custom home theaters and all this so like you know we we had fronted for eight homes and the average the average cost of that is about fifty thousand dollars per to wire for home automation. So we just I just didn't have any money, man. And you know, I literally went from having the best year of my life to having to borrow five thousand dollars to to get a house or to rent a place. Like it it was I don't even think I've ever said that in in a podcast or in anything. We were literally, I mean, I, I mean it when I say like I would eat Eggo waffles and cottage cheese every day. I was yeah, shredded man. though, um, but it's, <laughs> but, but it's the, it's the, oh, you're, you're pretty lean. Yeah, man, I don't eat. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, bro, like fast forward to now, man, you're crushing it. Like uh, we connected and I've just been super impressed with what you're doing. You're sharing like a ton of gold with me off off the line, helping me with a ton of stuff. Are we allowed to say like, you've got like a, an eight figure business now, right? Are we allowed to say that? 
No, it's 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 getting to eight, but it's a it's a seven figure business. We have a multiple seven figure business. We do e commerce. We have software, and we have a coaching. So really, it kind of breaks into three different businesses with me and my my business partner Tanner Larson. Awesome. Well, like yeah, let's 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 like break these down. Like what's what's happening with each one? I'm 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 sure you're like people would be really interested to hear. Let's let's talk about like what happened next in the journey. Yeah, so the next thing was basically I started I jumped into doing social media because it was like the new hot thing online and I told my wife I was like, "Listen, I think that I think I got to just try to do my own thing cuz I don't think I'm going to get a job. Literally can't get hired." And she was like, at this point, she's like, whatever, man, I trust you, Um, which is the main reason I love her so much. She's never, ever been like, what are we going to do? She's always just like trusted me. So I started kind of getting online, meeting some people. I had a client, the first client I ever had, she wanted me to build out a Facebook fan page and we did. And then we built out a webinar for her. And this is at the beginning of stuff like, I mean, like the beginning of Facebook and, and all that stuff. You know, it was very, very, very green and stuff like that. But I, I started doing that. She had success with her with her webinar. She had a pretty big list that she was doing. We got her Facebook fan page to a couple hundred thousand followers quickly. And so she became like a year-long client. She started sending me people. And I kind of slowly started moving. And then I had, uh, I just want to be honest because it happens to so many people. I don't want you to think that like it just went like boom and then just like rich. Right. Like, and then I didn't have any more clients. <laughs> and it stopped. Like I had one client, one client that sent me another client and that kind of paid my year. I made like 40 grand that year. And that was it. Like I didn't make anything else. Like I was still trying to hustle locally. And I mean, I couldn't get a restaurant to give me 500 a month for social media. Right. And then I, that's why I was like, I just got to go a hundred percent online because people online will give me a lot more. And then I started working with more people in just working on LinkedIn and started doing a, some speaking for recruitment businesses because I started to understand LinkedIn. I didn't like it, but then I went to an event and uh, I met a guy and I was explaining to him what I do and he was like, hey man, we should make a product out of that. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And he was like, come up to my room. And he made a sales page. This is not a joke. He made a sales page and he got like two of his friends to send emails about it. And we made like 16 grand like in a minute. And he's like, yeah, bro, your, your cut's eight Gs. And I was like, oh my God. I was like what are you, what is, what's happening? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you got to go make this course now. And I made a course within like a day. I'm like 23 modules. I was freaking out. I was like, this is it. This is the new thing. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, I kind of got into that world, kind of got like, I just became like obsessed, started studying everything, everyone, every single thing and you know slowly started getting into my own courses and started doing more stuff and then I started understanding funnels and you know um here we are now uh Tanner and I partnered up about two years ago and um the way we run our business is we have a mentor his name's Vinny Fisher you should have him on the show he's a genius dude's done over 300 million online and he, he has this theory and it's called you know the quarterback theory so Tanner runs our digital stuff, like really selling the digital products and, and all that kind of stuff. I run the consulting and coaching. We have a we have a mastermind and we have some coaching programs as well. I run those and then I focus on 
running and maintaining our software, guys, because I'm, I'm kind of nerdy about that. I really like it. And Tanner is super smart about shipping, logistics, and e-commerce. Mm. So we have a warehouse for our e-commerce brands in Reno, and I have an office here in Orlando that does more software and coaching stuff. And then we have a third partner with the rest of our – we have four e-commerce businesses, and Matt Stafford is the one who is kind of like the CEO quarterback of that. So that's kind of – we all kind of have like a little division, so to speak. You know what I mean? And our goals are just particular to each division. But as a unit, we have you know yearly goals and quarterly goals and stuff like that. Gotcha. I'm curious, man. How come so many businesses, uh, like obviously, like your strength and, and and collectively, you guys, you you guys are masters at digital marketing, driving traffic, conversions, stuff like that. Why why so many businesses? How come you don't focus on just one? Out of curiosity, I think I have too much ADD, and the the way we focus, the way we focus on one is by by owning like. Effectively, Tanner owns BG, BGS, right? Matt owns 8020, which is our e-commerce stuff. I own our coaching stuff. Like, that is my focus. You know, like, I have mm. my particular numbers that I need to reach. Tanner has his particular numbers. We all combine, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running one thing. I'm not running the digital stuff. I asked Tanner how that's going, and he asks me how that's going with our stuff. And we're like, yeah, this is what I'm up to. This is what's coming next. You know, so that that keeps me like I'm involved in, you know, I think if you're going to have a partnership, you shouldn't do the same thing because then you're just kind of stepping on each other's toes rather than doing the same thing. We were like, hey, let's split divisions and just go build businesses. And so Matt runs the e-commerce thing. And with with the e-commerce stuff, really for all of it, at the end of the day, it's a system and it's a process, right? Like Tanner's growth on digital products fuels the side of my business where I do the coaching and consulting selling stuff, right? The more people he acquires, the more people I can think of, hey, what's a good program? What's a good system that we can put in front of for this? Or what, you know, what workshop should we should we put on on top of that? So those things match. The e-commerce, we're always driving traffic and looking for leads. So the only two softwares we have, one of them's for leads and the other one's for conversions. It's a card abandonment software. Mm. Uh, So we built them for ourselves to have better stuff. And then we were like, well, we could probably sell this because of quick leverage points, right? Like I know a lot of people, I can run a quick promotion and, and we know traffic and we have a very big list on our own. So, you know, all these things can be monetized and stuff like that in a very strategic way. So, you know, to, to us, it's not really, we're not like adding anything else on, but everything, it's all very congruent in, in our eyes, right? We only teach because we do. We hate people that just, you know, spend $5,000 on a Shopify store and make $5,000 back. And now they're a Shopify guru. Like that's annoying. So we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, yeah. we want to be like, well, that's cool. Well, we have multiple stores that make a hundred thousand dollars a month and here's how, and here's this, and here's this, and it's not a fluke. And so that's a real system. So we can really teach a true proven system rather than like, yeah, I've got this. And then the next day I've got this other super special power. Like we're only doing, we're only teaching things that we actually do. And then some people don't want courses because, you know, you can't take action and implement and, and be held by the hand. So we have the advanced section, which is a little bit more hands-on workshops and consulting. Mm, I see. And you mentioned um, that you have a big list. Out of curiosity, what is the size of your list, man? 
we have in the internet marketing space, we have about 50,000 people in the e-commerce space. We have a few, we have a few million. Wow. And in the e-commerce space, what products do you sell? In the e-commerce space, we sell anything from religious (laughs) t-shirts to, (laughs) yeah, to, uh, health organic organic supplements to right now we're building out a kitchen company uh, with kitchen accessories and different things like that so that's and we have some stuff in the survival market as well and so those those are the those are the main ones yeah well and how do you identify opportunities uh within the e-commerce space we do the regular you know niche research running your your data on trends and seeing what's what's happening and uh, looking at Alexa for rankings and stuff like that. And then I, I do something different. I go and I check the Inc. 500 mm-hmm. and I check the categories and I see what's trending in those categories. And then I cross-reference what's trending in those categories for multiple years and the growth that those companies have had yes. against the data that we're finding on Google and what's trending in Google and uh, what's happening in certain marketplaces and the size of, you know, the, the markets and stuff like that and the cost per click on, on the ads and all that. Gotcha. Yeah. That's gold. And, and we, and we mostly try to stay in our lane. For example, we have some stuff in the, in the organic health space because we have some digital continuity there. So it made sense to make organic, an organic turmeric product. And one of my best friends is Drew Cannoli and he's got a powder called Organifi. So we're one of his main affiliates, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, that that data, you can cross-reference that data of that person specifically on a program called Tower Data and another one called Birdleaf. And you can see like, hey, this is a 43-year-old woman, woman who drives a Mercedes and lives in the suburbs. Cool. You know what else they like to do? They like to cook. So we make another site that's similar and it's about cooking and stuff. So we're trying to use the same people. We're not really trying to go out and acquire 25 different categories you know what i mean yeah yeah okay and that's how these that's how these other businesses are springing up yeah because it makes sense that they buy something from us and they stay on our websites rather than us running too much affiliate stuff you know if if we have i mean we have a you know multiple million person list in the e-commerce space if if we're always running e-commerce stuff there's now we're just spammers because we're always running affiliate offers but if we're Mm. building out our own brands People want to buy from us because they know, like, and trust us already. They're going to our content. They're reading our content on our blogs. Our blogs are growing, you know. Mm -hmm. We're able to grow blogs a little bit quicker because it's all congruent as well. Gotcha. So does every e-commerce business have its own blog? We are setting it up that way, yes. Okay. We don't have all of them set up right now, but we are setting it effectively 2016. It is going to be like that. We focus on one channel first and then another channel and then and then the blog yeah yeah okay gotcha and what are you finding um you know from our conversations off air i i get the feeling that uh you guys are quite good at paid acquisition is that how you generate most of your leads and sales through paid acquisition and just finding really great margins yeah and retargeting which is still paid but yeah it's significantly better. Like right now we're trying to fill a 1000 person event and we plan on doing most of it through retargeting. But the the way that we're going to do that is by spending money on content, not on offers and retargeting them 
two offers because oh. you can't get somebody to come to your event by just being like, hey, come here. I mean, you can, but you got to have a ton of crazy speakers and stuff like that. And even then, they might not. But but if they know you, if they like you, if they trust you, if they if they see you multiple times, if they start to get to, you know, if they start to believe that you're that brand and they've read your content and they've seen you on Facebook and then they saw you on, on CNN or whatever because you're retargeting them through SideScout, then the conversation changes in their mind and they're like, well, I know Los and he's having an event and Nathan's speaking and I know Nathan because he's on a podcast. I would go. It's way different than just like, let's just blast them with ads and be like, hey, come to this event. It's amazing. Like, well, who are you? I don't even know you. You just showed up in my newsfeed. I don't even like people on my newsfeed. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how people think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I always click on retargeting stuff if I, I'm interested. And I always think, oh, you know, they're just retargeting and I still click on it. Like it does definitely. Oh, I take pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah. So it does definitely work. What were those tools that you mentioned? You don't just use Facebook retargeting or what were those other tools you mentioned? So if you go to sitescout.com, yeah. Sitescout has remnant media, so which means that like you you can uh, retarget with their platform and let's say that they have ad space on dogs.com or you know people.com or whatever website and so your ads can show up over there as well. Ah, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Awesome. I'm really curious, you know, you said to me that, uh, off air as well, that you you guys get, uh, the mail out from ClickBank. Yeah. So we are, um, we have a partnership where we are ClickBank's digital education partner. So ClickBank.com is a, a huge online retailer that processes a lot of, uh, if you have a digital education product, you can go and put your product on there and stuff like that. And we are, Basically, they're education partners, meaning that when you join ClickBank, there's a program that teaches you how to build your business online and grow your business online through retargeting, through video ads. You know, we have a bunch of blueprints that we call them blueprints that you can go in and just apply so you can start building your business. Anything from affiliate marketing blueprints to uh, video marketing blueprints, how to make a course, etc. Yeah, so that's been, a, that's been a really good partnership. Yeah, dude, that is massive. Like when you told me that, I was just like, wow, like how did you how did you tee that up? Because ClickBank are massive. Like how'd that come yeah, about? Yeah, they're a five hundred million dollar a year business. Yeah. Um that came that came about through relationships, man. You know, I'm pretty good at biz dev and mm. uh, I I made a really good relationship there. One of the one of the guys in there became a good friend of mine and I knew that they were looking for a partner and we were actually this didn't start that way. We were going to license our cart abandonment tool to them. And that, that was a, a lot of uh, ups and downs and stuff like that. It was, you know, it wasn't, it's not as easy as it sounds. So through those conversations, we started seeing that there was other needs that they had. And we were like, listen, we can fill those needs. We're already doing these things. It'd be great to help support you guys and help you guys build a really good education arm from people that are doing it and you know they like us because we do we do do it you know what i mean and they kind of wanted to work with someone that doesn't just say stuff online but is is actively putting things out and trying to help people what advice because you are very good um at, at relationships I, I can say that you know from when me and you connected what advice do you have just like you know three three actionable things that people can take away in terms of biz dev so 
the number one thing that people do wrong is that they expect that they expect an outcome and they shouldn't, right? Like if, if you, you can have a thought process of like where you want this to go. But the way I look at something is I want this to be something that maybe a year from now I ask for a favor. So we effectively have to turn into friends for a year for me to even ask for a favor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so most people go, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I was able to hack and find out Nathan's email. I'm going to hit him up and be like, Hey, I need to be on your podcast or, Hey, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, right. It's never like, Hey, what can I just do for him or how can I help him? Or I know that some people say, yeah, you, you got to give, 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 but it's, it's not even really give. It's just don't ask, just be, just be a part of the relationship, be a part of the friendship, let it see where it goes and see if that can help you get to where you need to be or if that relationship can help you move into another relationship. I, I really just go into it legitimately looking for friendships and from there stuff happens. I know that stuff's going to happen if we get along. Like that's a no-brainer. Mm. So I don't try to stress out trying to be like, well, I, I know I talked to him and I didn't ask for this. Like I don't need to ask for anything, you know, because when you're good friends with someone, you just, I can send, I can send you a text and be like, Hey bro, I need, could you do this? You would probably text me back. Yeah, bro. No worries. Cause we're friends now. You know, you know what I mean? Exactly right. It, rather than if I just like, if, if I had met you the day I met you and I was just like, Oh yeah. Heard your podcast, man. You, you know what I need? You'd be like, this guy's a douchebag. I cannot <laughs> stand him. And you would tell your friends that I'm douchey too. You know, people, it's the same thing. So my biggest thing is, Go into it really trying to build a relationship because you're not going to get anything out of anybody, especially at a high level, trying to ask for stuff. Mm. Yeah, serve first and ask later. Yeah. Awesome. I'm just I'm just shooting all these random questions at you, not in any any roundabout uh, focused way, because uh, you're just like uh, Let's keep them going. Yeah, man, you're like an encyclopedia. I I really want to keep <laughs> touching, like especially because of online stuff. Like I, I really want to keep touching on this marketing stuff that people can take away. Do you want to talk about the webinar stuff that we were talking about? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about webinars. Um, now we know that like if, if you sell any digital products or, you know, you have a SaaS or, or, or do you, would you say if you sell anything online, webinars are, are really powerful? hundred percent. We just pushed out um, one of our tools through webinars. And uh, in the past two days, we've put 126 people on recurring you know, yeah, wow. um, and that, that's just tough to do on, not on webinars, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. unless you're venture backed and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we focus on businesses that aren't venture backed, kind of like the bootstrapped entrepreneur, the self-funded entrepreneur, mm. um, you know, those guys that are building businesses, not with, cause it's different. You know, if, if you yeah. have $2 million and you have a run rate and you can hire devs and this and that, it's, you know, I, I know they're doing a hard thing but it's a little bit easier to be like oh let's run facebook ads let's do this let's do that if you don't have all these opportunities you have to be pretty strategic with what you're doing with your money yeah that's right and webinars are such a great way to build trust provide a ton of value you know get the reciprocity going and also sell not one-to-one -one, but one-to-many yeah, I, I'm writing an article about it and um, it's called education-based selling and that's you know the whole point of the webinar is building that relationship, educating people, educating people on who you are, educating people on what the problem is, 
what the solution that is out there is and how you can help them solve it. Mm. Yeah, well, when we're talking webinars, let's like break it down. Like what's what's your process in terms of getting people to come and register for a webinar? You just you guys just use Facebook ads usually or or promote to your current email list? Yeah, so let's say we don't have an email list. Yeah. Cuz that's, you know, when if you send an email list, you're going to get people to register. But let's say you don't have an email list and let's say you have a $5,000 budget, yep. right? So, if that's the case, the first thing that I would do is run webinars. I would have to maintain my cost per registration to be 5 bucks so I can get 1,000 true people in there, okay? Yes. That means that I would register 1,000 people and spend $5,000. Now, yes. Once I do that, I'm going to expect horrible people attendance-wise. Why? Because attendance is tough. It's just mm -hmm. the reality of life. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm yeah, and then we get 600 people on. Let's say that you're, it's your first time, and it's, it's just not going to work out. So you're going to get 100 people to show up, mm -hmm. which is pretty bad. You should, you should expect a little bit more than that. You should at least try to shoot for 200 to 300 people to, you know, a, a 25 to 30% rate is pretty decent nowadays. But let's say you couldn't do that because you're just getting started. So you've got 100 people. Don't feel bad. right? Now, if you sell 10%, which is 10 people, a $500 product, you effectively just broke even, right? That's right. So not only, well, you didn't. You should be profitable because you have 900 people who did not attend or did not buy, but they registered. So it means that they are interested in something, whether it's you or the program. So the only thing you need to focus on is getting a small conversion on the front and really put a lot of emphasis and focus on activating the people that were interested but didn't take action. Because most people in the world are not going to take action. So you're not, you, you know, you can't go into a webinar being like, yeah, I got 200 people. If I only sell 160, I'll do well. You're probably not going to, right? Mm. Uh, especially with beginners and stuff like that. So what's the biggest reason that people don't buy they don't know you they're scared and they have questions so when they prove that they have not bought what you need to do is address it back with email sequences that address back more of who you are more of what this offer is how it can help and support them and answering potential questions how do you know the questions most of them are going to be asked on the webinar and the last 25 minutes when you're saying hey if anybody has questions or anything, this is open for chat. You can do 25 minutes or an hour. Write those questions down. Make sure you have all those questions. Those become emails and part of an email series that's ongoing at the end that addresses that for people and then reminds them that the offer is still there. Mm. And then you can also build more complicated things like a scarcity sequence and you know create some countdown and say, hey, we're going to close it out to either focus on the people that we have or you know I we're going to raise the prices and and actually do that. Don't just like be like, hey, eh, change our mind, but the offer's still there. You know, like if you're if you're going to do that, you need to create some sort of real legitimate scarcity because if if I don't know you that well and you said that I should buy something for five hundred bucks, but it's also available anytime I want to immediately I'm just going to be like, I'll check it out later. Mm. You know, it's the same reason that people go to huge sales on at like Macy's or, you know, department stores and just crush the racks because <laughs> it, it's limited and it's on sale, right? So if technically your offer is effectively on sale because you're about to raise the price and it's limited to this time frame, 
Now I have way more of a reason to buy. And if you're hitting me with two to three emails that address my concerns and I get to know you a little bit more, then now we're golden. You know, mm. a really good, a really good thing that people could do is run. It's kind of like a reverse thing. You could run content and then retarget people to a webinar, or you could run ads to a webinar registration and retarget people to your content. So if they signed up for your webinar, you can retarget them to content that you're putting out. So they, they're like, hey, I just signed up for this dude's webinar. I'm going to check out his stuff. Okay? And once they check out your stuff, you can, retar- you can burn that pixel and add another one that retargets them back as a reminder. Hey, don't forget about this webinar. Gotcha. So you reckon retargeting the content works really well? Yeah, I think retargeting is, is the best. Yeah, wow. Okay, interesting. Curious. How do you get people to open up your emails, man, and actually click? That is more of my partner. He sends most of our emails out and stuff like that. I'm super short and punchy with emails. He is the complete opposite. He writes like super detailed, like almost long form blog posts. Like he's super educational. I'm more trying to get, I'm, I'll send you an email that says, Hey, you know, cause I know you're going to probably click it. Um, (laughs) he sends, he sends different stuff like that but that's just you know we're different I'm, I'm way more in the in the biz dev sense so i've always kept things short and, and punchy you know mm, gotcha and um, i think you need to I, I think i think when you're building a list it's also about how you're maintaining that relationship and it's just about how you are you know i think people open emails that they want to open because again it's about like what you're giving to people if you're always blasting them with stuff you know people aren't going to want to open your emails. But if you're doing a mix of like, hey, here's a blast, but here's also some content and here's consistent reminders that I'm giving you value and I'm not always selling you something, when I do sell you something, you should pro- you're should you probably going to buy it because you know and trust that I'm not always pushing stuff on you like the other guys. Mm, yeah, see, that's what we do actually to our email list um, and newsletter. We, we produce one blog post a week like super detailed really valuable actionable long form and then one podcast episode a week and we hardly ever sell man like do you do you like that strategy like just just constantly fueling just great content yeah the whole we, list? we do the same thing yeah yeah we do the same thing i mean we sell but we sell our own stuff we we don't do too much affiliate stuff mm. and it's it's mostly because i've seen a lot of people just burn their list hitting people with affiliate stuff and, and, and things like that. And, you know, I mean, we'll sell stuff if it's congruent and it's a good offer and it, it comes from someone who we know will support the product and stuff like that. But, um, but overall we, we really just try to, it's more about maintaining the relationship long-term. Mm, that's right. And coming back to webinars, if that person doesn't like buy on the webinar and you've got the follow-up sequence, what happens after the follow-up sequence? Do you do anything to try and re-engage with people or remind them or anything of, of the sort like that? Well, if they didn't buy, they might just, you know, it might be a financial issue. They might literally not be ready for it. So we just keep sending them to content. You know, we have, we also have different programs. We have a, a small continuity program that's $47 a month. So, you know, we would have another sequence that could activate people by, teaching them, hey, here's a 2,000-word blog post on retargeting, and if you like that, we'll retarget you to a retargeting guide, and then the retargeting guide could upsell you into something cheap like 7 bucks or a $10 action plan or something like that that kind of teaches you how to do your first retargeting sequence. And then we could basically say, hey, if you like that, we have 
27 more of these inside of our members area and it's 47 bucks a month. So that's, that's another sequence that we have. We're always trying to effectively separate buyers from non-buyers because the relationship is just significantly different, right? Like there's a lot of people that are always just going to go to your website, look at your stuff, and they just literally have no intention of buying. And it proves for the majority of data that if people aren't buying your stuff, they're not going to take action. Not only I'm not buying your stuff, but like in general, they're kind of looking at your stuff. They're looking at my stuff. They're looking at everyone else's stuff. They're stuff lookers. But buyers, if you can educate a buyer properly and get them to take action on whatever they bought, they will continuously buy from you because you are the one that kind of got them over the hump. So it's all about trying to get people over the hump. And I think that's where people kind of stop to a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I, I sold a hundred of these or a thousand of these. Pretty cool. I just got to get a thousand more. Instead, try to get those hundred people to get a result. Mm. You know, if you can get those hundred people to get a result or as many as those people as you can, that guy is more likely to buy something from me over and over and over again because he knows I'm not going to let him down. Yeah, that's great. And I'm, I'm really curious around, like you said, you, you like to separate buyers from non-buyers. Is that, so a lot of, a lot of your sequences or funnels would have you, do you use tripwires and tripwires are like a, a product that's, is it between five and, and 20 or $30? We don't have too many of those. We used to do a lot of that, but for the most part, our products do start more in the, uh, besides our, our, our continuity and our software most of our stuff starts in the 500s but our courses are super detailed they're very long you know we are super focused on you getting results we're always checking in on people you know so we we know the value we bring someone by getting that and that's really why we stopped doing the small stuff because it, it i mean the reality right like how much can you get from something that costs 27 bucks because the person that's buying something that costs $27 wants a $1,000, $2,000, $10,000 transformation. So it's ridiculous to, to say that a $27 product is going to do that for you. But a $500 product can have more detail, have more time, more effort put into it, right? So that is more likely to be able to help somebody over the hump or we can give them a Facebook group or some sort of a group where we can support them more, you know? Um mm. We use the, the tripwire model for our $47 a month continuity mm -hmm. um, program beca because it's congruent, right? Like if we have, but I, I like to build out like full on things. So let's say we, we have a video, a video marketing execution plan, our action plan, right? Like when you buy that, there is a video marketing system inside of our membership site, but we have a super advanced one that teaches you everything from video marketing all the way to video ads, video retargeting, video everything, that product is 400 bucks, right? So we like to, if we are going to build out a tripwire or something like that, it's basically to, to push into a full-on sequence, not just a, a one-off for the continuity. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you would say that you do use tripwires? Yeah, we, we, have, we have a few, but we, we don't do nearly as many as uh, – as we used to, they have proven really to do well right before continuity. But besides that, like before we had our continuity program, we couldn't get a buyer from a $7 product to convert more. So we've, we've 
our particular data shows that when someone buys something for seven bucks, effectively they're more likely to buy the the monthly membership mm. than they are a five hundred dollar product. So we kind of keep it specific to that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's but all our more expensive good. stuff has really long sequences because for us it's important not only that you know us but that you kind of get to know what the situation is and stuff like that because it, it also the more information you can give also the better you're going to be with your refund rate mm. you know if you're just pushing people and you can kind of effectively get away with selling a lot and they don't sometimes this is the reality some people don't even know what they buy so the more you can educate people the the more they are aware of everything you know so that's why we we try to you know, build out bigger sequences and let everybody know what they're getting, let everybody know what's involved and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, you know, that's, that's spot on, man. Um, look, dude, we have to work towards wrapping up, but, uh, man, I could talk to you all day and just pick your brain on this, on this marketing stuff, especially online marketing stuff. I guess, I guess one last question I have is, is when it comes to approaching your online marketing, approaching any marketing, what are the things that, that uh, our audience can take away from you because you're really good at this stuff. I would say if you're if you're getting started or or if you're moving forward, try to stay on one channel and maximize it, and then move into another one. Uh, a lot of times, too many people get super overwhelmed, and they're like, oh, "I'm doing this and this because I, I heard your podcast, and then I heard another podcast. They're great, and and have a notebook for ideas and things like that, and think of it like as a season, right? This stuff is not what I'm going to do this season. For this season, I'm going to focus on video ads and remarketing, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to drive my webinar with video ads and remarketing, and that's what I'm going to do. And just be good at that. Once you're good at that, then you can say, okay, well, now I'm going to exhaust that channel and just do everything I can. Like what you've done with Instagram, you've crushed it. You've stayed to that channel, and and you've focused on it, and you crush it, right? Later on or soon, you might be like, hey, I think we're going to move into this other channel and just maximize it and move forward. You didn't jump in and go, yeah, we're doing Insta and I'm doing a lot of Twitter and I'm running Pinterest ads. You could have technically, but it would have been a different result. So, And it's because of focus and clarity on one thing and one channel that you know people tend to have more success significantly faster. Mm, yeah, no, that's spot on. And you said, you said something really, uh, really really powerful to me uh, last time we caught up and you said that uh, you have found from your experience that, and I'll let you say it, like in terms of all the social platforms you, you've said, who's, who you've said um, the, the, the high, highest quality buyers are on certain platforms. Can you, can you say that again to the audience? Yeah. So we found from talking, you know, we have a lot of friends online and stuff like that and we're always sharing data and we found that the most engaged and effectively the the best buyers are from podcasts and i think it's again it really goes into because you're think about it they're you're you're literally in their ear educating them and they're getting to know you all they're doing is listening to you they're getting to know you they know you so you know if i'm clicking on if i'm putting my headphones on i'm going oh, i'm listening no one says i'm listening to the founder podcast you know they're like oh, i'm listening to nathan like mm. they got you by the first name, right? And mm. so if you have an offer, like it's Nathan, it's it's like I talk to you every day, mm. you know. And and um, there's a lot of data that suggests also that they are effectively podcast listeners because they have iPhones for the most part. Also are uh, are in a better financial bracket, which effectively mm. would be good as as a buyer persona. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about the other ones, man. Yeah, so so the average person that is on Facebook, last time I checked, I think is uh makes thirty five thousand dollars a year, which which is fine and stuff. But the average person on LinkedIn makes over one hundred and twenty, mm. right? So, what you know, a, a big thing for your market is where is if if we're focused on channels right now, and that's that's what we said. So we're going to focus on channels. And then let's focus on the demographic of the person, right? So if I'm going to try to hit business to business or kind of a little bit higher level entrepreneurs, I'm going to try to focus on LinkedIn. And I would do that by engaging people in LinkedIn groups and by focusing on writing specifically in LinkedIn Pulse. If mm. I want to hit kids and, and you know, kind of like the younger demographic, I would probably focus more on a Snapchat and, and on Instagram and, and be very visual, very, very beautiful things that are super, super attractive and get a lot of shares. Mm-hmm. If I want to focus on women, specifically in like health space, home decor, do it yourself, things like that, I'm going to go to Pinterest, right? Especially now that Pinterest has ads and Pinterest has that blue pin where you can buy immediately from Pinterest. Um, mm-hmm. And if I really want to just hone in and test demographics and, and see how to get people to webinars and stuff like that, I'm probably going to go into Facebook. And if you want to, you know, if you want to just like create a bigger brand, you can go into, into YouTube stuff and always for any and all of these retarget. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, dude, this was awesome, man. You shared so much gold with us, bro. I, uh, we've got to wrap there cause, um, yeah, we will wrap there cause I'm super mindful of your time <laughs> too, but uh, look, thank you so much for your time. Uh, where is the best place before we wrap that our audience can find you? So I have a podcast as well. It is called the Digital Alchemy Podcast. It's on iTunes, and our website is buildgrowscale.com. Awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, brother. This was an amazing chat. Awesome, man. Super happy to be able to do it with you. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.